September 23rd. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. Once you believers were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we were under God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. And so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of His favor and kindness toward us, as shown in all He has done for us through Christ Jesus. God saved you by His special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders by birth. You were called the uncircumcised ones by the Jews, who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from God's people Israel and you did not know the promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you belong to Christ Jesus. Though you once were far away from God, now you have been brought near to Him because of the blood of Christ. For Christ Himself has made peace between us Jews and you Gentiles by making us all one people. He has broken down the wall of hostility that used to separate us. By his death, he ended the whole system of Jewish law that excluded the Gentiles. His purpose was to make peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new person from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He has brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from Him, and to us Jews who were near. Now all of us, both Jews and Gentiles, may come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit, because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. We are His house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus Himself. We who believe are carefully joined together, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through Him, you Gentiles, are also joined together as part of this dwelling where God lives by His Spirit. Goodwin shows 
that in all his glorious holiness in heaven, Christ is not sour towards his people, distant, unconcerned. No, if anything, Christ's glorified, capacious heart beats more strongly with tender compassion towards his people. And if anything, in particular, two things, says Goodwin, two things stir Christ's compassion. First, our afflictions stir his compassion. Second, almost unbelievably, our sin stirs his compassion. Having experienced on earth the utmost load of pain, rejection and sorrow, in all points tempted as we are, Christ in heaven empathizes with our suffering. There is a man who has suffered on the throne of heaven. He understands. But more, he looks at Hebrews 5 verse 2, where we read that is part of the qualification of the high priest to have mercy on those who are out of the way. That is sinning. And says Goodwin, your very sins move him to pity more than to anger. Yea, his pity is increased the more towards you, even as the heart of a father is, in, is to a child that has some loathsome disease. His fatherly hatred shall all fall, but only upon the sin to free you from the sin by its ruin and destruction. But his bowels shall be more drawn out to you, and this as much when you lie under sin as under any other affliction. Therefore, fear not what shall separate us from the love of Christ. His point is, those who are in Christ have a new identity. They're no longer defined by their sin, they're defined by Christ. And, and the sin that remains in them is a sickness. And fathers, they love their children, they don't hate their children when they get sick. The sickness in their children arouses their compassion for their children. Hatred for the sickness, compassion for the child. In glory, says Goodwin, Jesus' first reaction when you sin is pity. Where you would run from him in guilt, he would run to you in grace. It makes all the difference when your heart feels cold and cloddish. Right then, in your very coldness, you can know it is your joylessness that stirs his compassion. And what Goodwin realized was that, as a pastor, this loving compassion will draw us back to Christ from our sin. Maybe you sense it, that in our guilt, we never want to face up to some cold, pitiless God. But the tender kindness of Christ woos us. The beauty of Christ's heart in heaven woos ours.